Live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, it's the St. Louis Realtor Podcast with your host, Adam Cruz. Welcome, welcome everybody to the St. Louis Realtor Podcast live from the rooftop of the Herman London Real Estate Group in beautiful downtown Maplewood, Missouri. I'm Adam Cruz, broker owner of the Herman London Real Estate Group, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Hello, Shannon St. Pierre. Hi, uh, I'm a real estate agent here at Herman London, and I focus mainly on the city. Yeah. And I love doing these podcasts with you. And I love having you as my co-host Thank on you. the podcast. You're fabulous. So today's topic is all about FISBOs. And what is right. a FISBO? For sale by owner. Okay. And so what does that mean? What does that even mean? So that means that the, um, a seller, an owner um, of a home, uh, just attempts to sell their home on their own without an agent. Okay, and so let, I have a list of reasons why someone would do that. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but 10, I guess 11 years ago or so before I started Herman London, I worked at a company as a realtor, and our goal was targeting for sale by owners. And we, we were all focused on trying to work with, list, and sell for sale by owners' homes. So I yes. have strong so opinions. I, I, so I do know that. So you, what you did is you targeted FISBOs um, for sale by owners um, to get them to list with an agent. So you were yeah. just like, that was just your target. Yeah. I mean, realtors often choose a niche. You know, you said, I like to sell in the city. And I know you're like the Tower Grove expert. You know, some realtors are focusing on foreclosures or investors or different types of business. Yes. And my time, that my focus was working for, for sale by owners. Okay. So I have questions about that. Okay. And so what would you tell them to try and convert them from a FISBO to using an agent? Well, all of the things we're going to talk about today. Okay. But, you know, what was interesting to me is that there was a lot of different reasons why someone went for sale by owner. Okay. And so they're not, that's why it was such a unique thing. And you can be like a for sale by owner expert, sort of, but because they're all different. And to me, there was, I, I wrote down four reasons why someone would go for sale by owner. Okay. So the, what, are, right, what reason are the number reasons? one? I had a bad experience in the past with a realtor and I hate realtors. Right. So I want to go for sale by owner. These I'm going to do it on my own. I can do, do it, it on better. my own. I don't need these dang realtors. Right. Number two. I know better. So that's kind of along those lines. But it's like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I don't need some realtor to tell me what to do. You know, I was a realtor 10 years ago or I'm an attorney or something like that. Like, I'm just a smart person. I sell things on my own all the time. I don't need a realtor. I'm a salesperson. I'm a salesperson. There you go. I'm a master negotiator. Um, I don't need a realtor because my house is going to sell itself or I'm on a busy street and everyone's already going to see the home. And so I don't need the... You know, I don't need the realtor to help give me exposure. Um, I can, I can just throw a sign in the yard, and people drive around looking for houses in my neighborhood anyway. Yeah, I'm going to put it on on one of these websites online, and uh, you know, it's just going to sell itself. Okay. Number four is I want to save money. I'm tired of these ex- realtors are so expensive, and I don't want to. I can't afford to hire a realtor. I don't have a ton of equity in my home, and I want to save some money. Okay. So all those four, um, I think, are valid concerns. Sure. But... In some ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I also think um, that being 
for sale by owner needs to be approached with absolute caution. Well, the the you have some statistics there. Right. right. And I want would you do you mind sharing the one about the saving money? You have a statistics, I think it's up there about um like the average so price that for sale by owners get versus Yeah, so the typical FISBO home sold for two hundred thousand compared to two hundred and sixty five thousand five hundred for agent assisted home sales. So the person who says, I'm not gonna hire a realtor because I want to save money, I can't afford a realtor. What that statistic is purporting is that you'll actually get more money if you use a realtor. And that's what we would try to say too, right? Like, yes, if you use me, yes, you're going to have to pay me, but I'm also going to get you more money for your home. I'm going to pay for myself Yeah, by bringing you in more money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to sell your house for more. Right, right. Getting you more money and knowing when to negotiate uh, is kind of how we're going to sort of pay for ourselves, right? Right. Okay, so, I mean, like you said, there's, I guess there's a time and a place for for sale by owners. You right, know? so I don't think this podcast is necessarily um, this complete bashing of for sale by owner, FISBOs, or um, trying to get everyone to navigate away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it is really important to look at it from... At all angles, the disadvantages and the advantages of doing it on your own, because I, I think that not everyone thinks through the entire process. They think I'm in a really desirable neighborhood. I could just stick a, um, a sign in the yard, put it up on Zillow, and I'll just sell my home. But there's so much more involved in with it. And as you know, I before I became an agent, I did a FISBO, and I look back. I did. I first I sold my first home on my own, and I look back and think, oh, how naive. I was really naive. I don't know that I made out better, um, but I think it was a really naive way to approach it because it is. But it's not to say that we're completely discouraging it. I just think that there's a lot to think through if you're truly going to go this route. And one of like the promises or commitments, I guess, that we have to our listeners as part of this podcast is we don't want to give kind of like a biased sort of sales approach type of show, right? We actually want right. to give people both sides and all the all the information so right. they can make we the decisions be, best for them. Right. The point of the podcast is to be an inform informative, mm-hmm. so they can make the best decisions for them and their families. So we're going to get into a little bit today talking about when you were for sale by owner, right? Okay. But I, I do want to. I do think it was interesting to for you to what you told me, which is that. You, I think that you did an, a lot more kind of like work and preparation than the typical for sale by owner does. You said you were mm-hmm. reading books and about it and all sorts of stuff. Right. So I think that that's kind of one of those aspects of being FISBO is that you can't approach it from a naive aspect and think I'm going to just throw a sign in the yard. I read several books. I tried to educate myself on the process, even though I don't think I could have ever really truly, once I got a contract, I was really able to take it all the way up to getting a contract maybe, but um, I think it kind of got a little murky from there. Um, But I did spend probably a couple months just trying to educate myself about the process where I could have easily had the house on the market. During that time. And yeah, so instead of putting it on in in winter, I could have had it on in fall. So let's go through some of the obstacles. I made a list of obstacles these are things that I 
you know, I came across, I guess, in my time working specifically targeting for sale by owners. But then it's not like 10 years ago, like, okay, that's my last for sale by owner. I've dealt with for sale by owners a ton over the last 10, 11 years or whatever still. So, right. Okay. So one of the things like you just mentioned in your statistic and that we've mentioned before on past podcasts is that pricing is so important. And I find that often it's essential. It's essential. And the pricing is often wrong, not just for a for sale by owner, but we deal with that with a seller who we go over to their house to list their home. They've often kind of like made assumptions for what their home is worth based on like non facts, I guess it would be like hearsay. Maybe the or guy whatever, down the street. Know? Yeah, we uh-huh. we have a lot of people who like Bill down the street told them what he's selling his home for, and he's lying or whatever. You know, it's not yeah, uncommon that people it. are like, "Well, that home sell down the street sold for X," and I'm like, "Well, what's the address? Let's pull it up here." Oh no, it actually didn't. It's you know statistics. I Here's do get the numbers. that a lot. It's sold for this. So when we just go to talk to sellers about selling their house, they're like, yeah. "Well." So-and-so has sold the street and, you know, we'll go back and we'll look it up and like, actually, no, that's incorrect. Yeah. They, you they, know, go, what? they listed for this they and it that. actually sold for that. Yeah. So, um, just so you're a little bit more informed, but I think getting wrong. the price right is one of the biggest, um, difficult tasks for those sellers. And in most cases it's probably too high, but they don't have the kind of the access to the data that we have, you know, they're going on Zillow or something and looking at this estimate and they're just using the wrong price from that. Right. So Zillow does not. um, So if an agent, this is the one thing that drives me crazy about Zillow. So if an agent doesn't go in and actually input the sales price, it is far from right. Most of the time it, it, Missouri is a non-disclosure state, so it doesn't automatically pull the sales records. But the pricing sometimes could be too low. I think we see that a lot. You know, we deal with wholesalers and stuff all the time. You and I are both probably getting emails all day long from people who are trying to sell homes that they bought for from a for sale by owner for way too little because the for sale by owner didn't have the information. And now they're trying to sell it to somebody else without doing any work. Right. So if if that same for sale by owner would have called us and or a realtor instead of calling the person who mailed them the I buy houses for cash postcard. Yes. They ultimately would have ended up getting a lot more money. Even if you're going to do your, um, sell your house as it. So a lot of times people sell for cash or uh-huh. like the cash buyer, those postcards or, um, what are those companies? Um, but yeah. they, the reason is that they just don't want to deal with getting, preparing a house for sale because if you're going to truly prepare a house for sale, there is a lot of work involved, but, uh, even if you're going to sell your house as is, you can typically still get more, get more because you're then we can help you expose it to that many more investors Yes, versus just the one standing in front of you. Right. So that guy that's coming in offering you a cash price is going to turn around and try and sell it to an investor for, Ten, fifteen thousand dollars more, twenty thousand dollars more. So that's ten, fifteen, twenty plus on up. We all know that you're not getting that yeah. you are not getting as the for sale by owner. That and that's where that agent can pay for themselves, and Absolutely. you still get more. There you go. So you get more in your pocket, and you get someone to help you navigate this this process a little better. So another reason why I think uh, going for sale by owner can be tough is because I think a lot of times the for sale by owners don't know what I'm calling like some of the simple etiquettes that your r- realtor, your listing agent would teach you. 
Um, for example, you know, when we're as a buyer working with buyers and we're showing homes and we go to five homes tonight or whatever, four of them are vacant and we have a home to ourselves where we feel comfortable. We can talk, we can say whatever we want. We can walk around. Let me go look at that room again. But then occasionally you get to the home and the, the seller's there, you know, whether it's a for sale by owner or sometimes the agent just doesn't educate their seller either. Right. And the seller's there. And from my experience, it's awkward, you know, and so the for sale by owner might not know that it's best if I'm not there when the buyer is coming to come and look at my home because it's awkward. Right. So for the FISBO, you need to go buy a lockbox. Um, and so that the agent, the buyer's agent, um, can come and show it, can come and show it just like they would on a normal property that's listed in the MLS. Buy a lockbox, take a walk. I mean, you can, if you want to, it's, it's still not ideal. If you want to, you can wait until the buyer gets there and then you can say almost nothing and leave and you know, I'm going to go walk the dog or whatever, you know, and just leave. It's still ideal that you're not even there when they get there, but you could still do that. But what we see is they're like, Oh, I'm just going to be here working or watching TV or whatever. And the buyer just feels super uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. I'm even uncomfortable as an agent walking through if the seller, the home, the owner of the home's in yeah. and they're like, Oh, just go ahead and take a look around. And you're like, um, and they're just, kind of hanging out in the living room or the kitchen and you're just like, Oh, okay. Like, and you just like, it's so uncomfortable to be in some stranger's bedroom when they're there. Yeah. Even and you, all you do is you, uh, you're trying to just look at the rooms and get a feel for everything, yeah. but you can't do that in a normal scenario. We would be doing that. Yeah. But if they're there, you feel very uncomfortable. And then the realtor feel it's like, we want to leave. But is it rude to leave already? We've only been here like three minutes. And I'm minutes, like, yes, you know? we're going to go ahead and tour this house. <laughs> we're going to look anyway because they're here. <laughs> yeah, you know, That was really awkward. Even worse is where they walk around with you, right? And they want to give you the tour. Um, yeah, so that is a huge turnoff for buyers no matter what is seller-led tours. Yeah, we had a this – is, this has just happened a lot. But in most cases, the buyer doesn't want a, you to tour them around, and they don't care that this was Timmy's bedroom, or they just don't want to know all these details. In fact, no one wants to know all the details about, you know, whose office this used to be or whatever, right? Right. The, or what all the repairs that you've made are exactly. Yeah. And so most likely, the buyer is standing there thinking, I want to leave. I want to leave. And the the for sale by owner is standing there going, Oh, and this is what I did this, and this is what I did this, and they don't—they're not picking up on the cues of everyone being like, "It's time to go." Like, right? You can look at their body language; their feet are probably pointed towards the door. <laughs> um, but we've had for sale by owners be kind of rude too, because they—they they make people feel uncomfortable, and they—you know—they'll get insulted if the buyer doesn't like the home. You know, this is their home; they live there; they put love into it, and they get kind of insulted. Yes. Um, and they can kind of act rude to the buyer, and that's never a good move either. So right. what else do you have? The for sale by owners in general that I've come across, they don't know what the normal processes are, what the normal forms that we use are and what they say and what they mean. And so they end up getting mad, right? So they, they'll sign a contract, and then you know a week later or whatever, the buyer's agent is – calling them or emailing them asking, hey, have you got the municipal inspection yet? You know, can you send me over a copy of it? And the for sale by owner gets angry because they're like, I'm not doing that. 
well, what do you mean you're not doing that? Check out paragraph 11 where you agreed to that exact thing. You know, I right. didn't, I didn't mean to agree to that or whatever. And, and so there's no one on their side advocating for them and to them telling them, absolutely, this is normal. This is what happens. This is the way the process works. And Unless so, you're selling as is, then we need to request a special sales contract where you don't have to do the mis- mis- right. municipality But a realtor inspection. would have had to tell them that. You right, know? right. So the so now the buyer's agent's just going, hey, we're just going to give them the regular contract. Yeah, why and not? And then now they'll have to do these things, and the for sale by owner unfortunately just isn't aware of this process. Yeah. So then because of these kind of weird experiences, my next, you know, why the obstacles is that many buyers agents are scared of for sale by owners. And I would say in many cases, they're wrongly scared of them. The buyers agents, the buyers agents are scared and I don't think they necessarily should be scared, but, but the buyer's agent being uninformed, the buyer's agent is the one who's kind of like working with their buyer. Right. And sort of has some input on the process. If they're scared of a for sale by owner, they're less likely to bring the client to the for sale by owner. I don't think that buyer's agents is scared the right word, or is it just like exhausting? Because they now you have to educate both sides. Well, the, uh, we can use both words. Uh, the reason I said the word scared is because I think a lot of buyer's agents don't know that most for sale by owners are willing to pay a buyer's agent's commission. For sale by owners generally are trying to avoid cost of a listing agent right but they're in in most cases they'll say i'm willing to pay a buyer's agent okay and so what i think a lot of buyers agents don't know that and so they see for sale by owner and they think here comes an awkward situation where i'm going to have to have an awkward conversation with my buyer about my commission and i don't know this i'm assuming this guy is not going to pay a commission and so what do I do? How do I handle this? Let's just avoid it altogether, you know? Right. So in those scenarios where a um, one of my buyers has found, say, a for sale by owner online, maybe through Zillow, yeah. which is typically, I think, how they find it. But they'll call up and say, hey, can we see this house? I, I think it's for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I'm working for you. So if this seems like, and then I'll go look it up on Zillow too, Mm -hmm. because it's not in the MLS and I'll track down the buyer, call them up. Seller. I mean the seller. Yes. Pardon. Um, so I call up the seller and my first question is I have a buyer, um, that's interested in looking at your property. Um, do you, or are you willing to pay a buyer's agent? I think for the most part, like 99% of the time it's yes, they are. And some are like, no. And I'm like, okay. Like for one, that buyer already hired me. They want me through this process. If you say no, they're not even going to come look at your house, number one. Or they're going to pay me directly and they're just going to want to pay you less for your home. Um, Right. So I've had that happen too, where they have actually done a for sale by owner and I just acted more behind the scenes and the buyer did pay me. And then I think it's sometimes really difficult though, sometimes even get a hold of the seller. So the sellers don't call you back right they away. They don't call you back, yeah. And we're like, well, we're kind of going out tonight or, you know, tomorrow afternoon. And they're Thursday like, Thursday well, three works better for me. Yeah, I'm like, well, um, I don't really, yeah, so the whole scheduling thing is always been probably the biggest challenge. Uh, let me go back to something. When we do call the for sale by owner, Realtors should be asking the for sale by owner to sign a form called the authorization to show form. 
Right. And that form is kind of covering two things. Um, so if you are a for sale binder, you should expect this form because the form A, I guess the the main point of the form is to disclose who the realtor is representing. Right. And they're representing the buyer, and this form discloses that. So the seller, the for sale by owner, doesn't have some perspective now that they have someone representing them because they don't. I'm representing right. the buyer in this form. And so in the state of Missouri, um, it, until they sign that or until that's kind of dealt with, is the agent representing both sides until there, there's definition? I would say not. Okay. I just think that we as realtors and being ethical, we want to disclose to the owner essentially who we're representing and that we're not representing them. Right. So the form does basically say that we are representing the buyer, not you, the seller. Yeah. And then it also states the commission, commission. rate. Yeah. So then they're agreeing up front to pay a buyer's agent's commission. Which they've probably already stated over the phone, but now it's just being yeah. done in writing. And that's, you know, it says this buyer's name and it says, you know, if we close on the home and all that stuff, there's no tricks. We're not saying give us money today or whatever, you know. So I'm representing the buyer. And if they buy this house, you agree to pay me what is a fair commission. Yes. And so or then, whatever is agreed upon. Yeah. And so when I am working with a for sale by owner, I send that form to them before the showings. I like to make it easy on them and do DocuSign so they can sign it, read it, whatever. And then we're all on the same page. Right. But my, I guess my point of that was a lot of buyer's agents haven't had that experience and they don't know how that's all going to go down and what form to use and all that stuff. So they're, that's why I said scared. They just don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it is a simple process, but now you need to get that for sale by owner to sign this document. And the for sale by owner may be like, well, no, I don't want it. And then what is this try, form? I don't know yeah, what this is. Yeah, why do I have to do that? And um, Well, you can just email it to me and let me look it over. And so it becomes a, a quite complicated process when it's yeah. just what we're just trying to follow the rules. So then other agents are scared because, or scared, what was the word you used? Um, exhausting. Appreh- exhausted, apprehensive, whatever, because they've had a bad experience with the for sale owner. So I've had plenty of bad experiences with the for sale owner where the deals die like the thing I mentioned where the for sale owner goes, I'm not doing a municipal inspection, right? Okay, well, you did agree to it. Okay, but I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm going to get my attorney, whatever. Like, okay, please get someone to tell you what you've agreed to here. <laughs> and so, you know, you have these bad experiences over and over again, and that causes you to not want to work with some for sale by owners. Now, I've had plenty of great experiences too, but, you know, you remember the bad ones, I guess. You know, so... um Agents don't love working with for sale by owners because they end up doing both sides of the work. They do. So generally, if we're representing a buyer, or mm-hmm. I'd say I'm representing a buyer, you're representing a seller. I'm handling my buyer and explaining things to them and checking on their stuff and their financials and their make sure they're happy with the title work and all this kind of stuff, right? But you're handling the seller and making sure they're comfortable with everything and they're doing what they need to do for inspections and they're doing what they need to do to fix things and get in her home cleaned and get moving ready and all that kind of stuff. And there's one person helping them, one person helping them. And so that's kind of what agents are used to. But if you don't exist and I'm dealing directly with the seller, then now I'm doing both sides of the work, you know? Right. And it gets, um, and then, yeah. And it does make it a very difficult process because, um, you know, trying to keep the sellers on track. I mean, your job as a buyer's agent is to keep the buyers on track. 
Yeah. And to act in their best interest. And, the, and the, meanwhile, you can't sit here and tell the, the you know, especially once they do inspect, the buyers do their inspections and here's a request for all these things that they want to have mm-hmm. fixed. And the buy, the sellers then sitting there going, well, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, well, like, you know, here's our offer. Well, I don't, how do I even respond to this? I'll just tell you what my offer is. Okay. Well, there's called the counter offer form that we should be using in this case. You know? <laughs> Um, and then the sellers are not bound by the realtor code of ethics. So the the realtors are generally going to be pointing out, um, I forget the word we use, but it's like latent defects in the property, right? And some for sale by owners are not interested in being ethical or moral and they just want to sell their home and they might they might try to not give information. Right. So they don't have to, as, as a FISBO or any seller, does not have to fill out what we call the disclosure form. So it's the form in which sellers fill out that just kind of goes through all the major aspects of a home and sellers fill that out to the best right. of their knowledge. Now, a buyer's agent is going to probably request one of those. Mm-hmm. And it is, once you start filling that out, if you knowingly lie and a buyer um, is able to prove it, you can you can be sued. Very likely will be sued, yeah. But, um, and that happens. People do go to court over those sure. things. But beyond that, you know, there, there are situations where they don't realize what else they're going to have to disclose, like I'm getting a divorce, right? No one, they might not tell, they don't need to tell the realtor that, like the buyer's agent doesn't need to know that, but the title company needs to know that so that when the day of closing... They show up and the title company's like, where's your wife? And they're like, she's not involved in this, right? And they're like, I have had that oh, happen. She needs to sign the documents. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shoot, because uh, she doesn't even know I'm selling the home. I have know? had that happen. And the guy got really upset and said, well, why does this need to um, involve her? What, and yeah, I, this well, is my and, house. Well, it's not really. Not really in the state of Missouri. We are a marital state, which means that property belongs to both. Doesn't matter who it's um, so who, who it's titled to. It's still so we had to do a marital waiver, but so that's it another was a, thing. In my very list. frustrating for the seller. He was frustrated, yeah. But then it's like now the now he's like, I'm not going to sell. Then okay, well, what about the you know close to a grand or more that the buyer has spent on your home based on this like contract that you guys have, you know? So it gets, it gets kind of nasty. That's why I'm talking about bad experiences, but right. these are just some reason why buyers agents don't necessarily want to work with a for sale by owner. Well, let's talk about marketing. So I would say that the for sale by owner is generally getting extremely less marketing exposure. And you mentioned before that you've you when you went for sale by owner, you paid someone to put your home on the MLS, right? So I did. Um, when I was doing it, Fisbo, I paid someone to do the um, list it on the MLS. Uh huh. Did that person send out a professional photographer? No. Did they give you home staging advice? No. Did they put you on a bunch of extra websites? No. Did they give you like professional flyers? Nope, no advice. Did they do open houses? No. Mm -mm. Did they have good signage and directional signage for you? None. Did they give you social media presence and response to people and targeting and all these ads and stuff like that? No, but it was a while ago. I don't know that social media was 
as big then, so in that defense, uh, you know. Did they put you in the newspaper, though? No. They didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, we can talk about that a lot, but it's just a lot less marketing exposure. The realtors are doing a lot of work. I forgot some things. Did they call local agents in the area and tell them about your home? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, it really was just to list it and then in the MLS, but it was no agent advice. There was no coming to my house and helping me navigate preparing my home for sale um, um, or even kind of what to do when someone calls and that's interested. Putting a lockbox on the house might have been a nice little suggestion. Yeah, did they use a super box, which was able to track when anyone comes in and no. tell you when the doors open, so you know kind of when? To no, go there was home? no lockbox even provided. Oh, okay. So that's where I'm like, that's for sale by owners. I think still have to provide their own lockbox. Okay, so and let's do it just- in that in that realm. I left, so I had some showings, and so I did leave, and I said I'll leave the key on the back porch, and here this is the location. And you're just hoping that everything went well. Yeah. Okay, so let's assume that somehow you get through all this, right? You. So after all that reading of all those books, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no one, nowhere in those books did it not say go get a lockbox. That's interesting. Yeah. So something so simple that made it something, what should have been simple, kind of more difficult. So let's assume that, that you kind of bum fuddle through this, right? You have your own open houses, right? You are on a busy street, so you do get a lot of calls. And to that point, so in this book, it really touted the whole, you know, so on Tuesdays is a big day that agents have um, open houses for other agents Say hey yeah. to say, hey, come look at this property I have listed for sale, right? So yeah. they really play this up in, the, in a couple of these books, right? So, and they're like, and to get agents there... Um, have sandwiches, have sandwiches, <laughs> have food. Right. So, um, I actually did that on Tuesday, did like an agent open house had like had him, I guess, put it in. I can't even verify that that MLS like listing agent actually put it in the, as an open house. I just, I guess I think I assumed. So I'm rushing around the house. I'm totally spot cleaning it. I have a cheese and cracker platter and some sandwiches and drinks and the, like, and I was uh, thinking that all these ancients are going to show up because that's what it says in the book. Did they? <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> I mean, crickets. The whole time I was like, oh my gosh. Not a one. Now, as an agent now, I'm like, well, duh. Yeah. Duh. You can't just put it in the MLS. The reason we typically know about those agent open houses is because the agents themselves are emailing us saying, Hey, let me buy you lunch. Come take a look at my house. I am listing. Okay. (laughs) So all of this stuff happens and eventually somehow you miraculously get an offer, right? And the agent that represents the buyer sends you the offer. Well, what well, she ex- calls, she calls, at, well, and yeah, so we did chat, um, and I did call her and said, would your clients think? And she's like, well, they think it's priced too high. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So what, what would they be willing? What, you know, so we got to that point and then she was like, well, how are you going to do this? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. So the agent sends you an offer and I, from my experience, it's panic time because you think you know what you're doing. Until someone emails you like 16 pages of legal documents. Right? Yeah, eight pages. Yeah, so the, the, eight, the, the actual contract was still eight the, pages. The riders, the disclosures, like 
the yeah, and all of this the, stuff. Yeah, the contract, the writers, the contingencies, and yeah. what the contingencies even mean. I mean, no. And so she calls me, and she's like, well, now do you have someone, an agent or a lawyer? And I'm like, nope. So what would you do? Uh, I said, will you do it? <laughs> will you tell me? Will you tell me what I'm agreeing to? Well, then she first told me she goes, "Well, no. First of all, you're paying the buyer's agent way too much. No one's going to come in and sell your house for that low." And then, so I think she was wanting for the full three percent. And so I was like, "Oh, okay. like I think is what her rate was then." And I was like, "Okay." And then I said, "Well, you do the paperwork," and she's like, "Well, um, for an extra fee." So we had to work that out. Okay. So that's that's what my experience was too. Is that they're super confident in all these other aspects, but then you get all these documents and it's you just don't know what to do. It's overwhelming and it's scary. Like what? Am, oh my gosh, what am I agreeing to? Now I will say I look back on that because she did say, well, then that would make me dual agent. I have to go talk to my broker. I'll mm-hmm. call you back. And so she did call me back and says, okay, I had to get the buyers to agree to it. And then she called me back and said, okay, the agree is the buyers agree to it. Well. I look back now and I think through the situation, how ours went. And it wasn't that it was bad, but um, she then had to take a neutral standpoint. She couldn't represent the buyers or me. She just now was doing the paperwork. And so now her clients who are entrusting her to take them through this process, she can no longer represent them because I put her in that position. And and it wasn't that she was, um, I think, trying to be greedy or do anything wrong i think she was just trying to help her buyers buy this house and help me get through the process so the buyers could buy through this house i don't necessarily agree with how she approached it and the type of agency that she chose i think she could have still represented her buyer but still helped you with the paperwork personally but yeah so it ended up being dual agent and so she and then the buyers don't have adequate representations because now she can't help you both negotiate yeah so it um, really puts... Um, so in this case, what, what a lot of for sale by owners end up doing is something. They end up hiring someone, right? And so, so you they still have to hire gonna, an attorney. You still have to yeah. hire someone. They, they think they're paperwork. saving all this money by not l- l- paying a listing agent, but they're still paying a buyer's agent. But then they end up paying someone to help them with all this stuff anyway. Yes. Which they should, because there's a lot of stuff Which I end there. up doing anyway. Right. So I didn't save any. But so now I... Um, Listed later in the year than I should have, could have. Um, I, you know, like, I didn't really save money. Because you were reading all the books? Yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to prepare it, do it on my own. Like, all these things that came into play, I really do look back at it. And I, I think, you know, go for it if you really think you can do this. I can say from my perspective, from my position, it wasn't a bad thing. And, it, and the process was not horrible. It wasn't bad. But I didn't really. It was a lot longer. It was... I had to really navigate something that I didn't didn't, really w- save. didn't know about and I didn't save. A lot of times I think that the the for sale by owner they've got a lot of grit, man. You got to give it to them, right? They're right. just trying as hard as they can. But what they end up doing is kind of like I think they're sort of assuming that everyone is against them, right? So they're constantly fighting with the buyer's agent about what they're supposed to be doing. They're fighting with the title company about the things that they need and why do they need it and they're fighting with the inspectors. They're just kind of like fighting with everyone because they don't really know they don't really know what's right and what's wrong and who do I trust and who do I not and who's telling me the truth, right? So the, I think that they end up having a really bad experience because they're just 
they're just fighting the whole time. They don't know who to trust. Yeah, they're going against the grain, right? I mean, like, and this, I mean, for us, for for me to even sit here and say I wouldn't advise it would be hypocritical. I mean, like, I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying learn from my mistakes. Yeah, too, you're as well. You're not take saying it, don't do it, but if you want to make, but take into consideration this entire um, conversation. Yeah. So if you want to make more money and you want to have a smooth process, then you should use a realtor. It, yeah. If you want to make home buying and selling is, money, it, it, it's and it's a, a complicated process. Okay. So, but in, anyway, I think you have some other statistics here. A lot of times, I think in most cases, for sale by owners do end up listing with realtors, right? Because I know there's a lot of realtors out there who do target the for sale by owners. And so when you put your home for sale by owner on Zillow or sign in your yard or on Craigslist or whatever, you're getting calls from realtors all the time. And you're like, look at all these calls I'm getting. These are not calls from realtors wanting to show your house in most cases. They're realtors who are wanting to list your house, right? So now you're having to kind of like deal with that, right? These realtors who are constantly calling you and they're really good at these phone calls. They take classes. They've got scripts. They practice, right? They do role play, all this kind of stuff, and they know how to handle every objection you're going to give them. And so in most cases, they end up listing with the realtor. Right, but I think that the um, for sale by owners also end up listing with a realtor because it becomes a very complicated, murky like process, and people end up in over their heads. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like I did. Yeah. I just somehow got through it. Well, that's, so, our, that's all I have to say about for sale by owners. Anything else you want to share? No, I think that, um, you know, I think it's a, a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of methods as far as marketing. If you're a FISBO, how would you market your house today in today's world? I mean, when I was doing it, it was kind of, it was different. So how would you do it today? Don't you feel like you're limited? Because if you're not doing the MLS thing, you are that does limited. syndicate to all these third party sites. I feel like it's still very limited and the chances of finding your buyer are. Well, um, they're a lot less and I'm going to end up getting less money. I mean, I know that. And yeah, it's, I'm sure it's frustrating for sale by owner who like, if I could just get on this one website, if I could just be on here or whatever, but yeah, you do have to hire a realtor to get on a lot of those websites. Right. So the, um, association says that 49% when I guess they did a survey, um, of FISBOs, 49% did no marketing. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure how you're supposed to sell your house when it's there's no marketing. I don't know. If you're thinking about being a for sale by owner, then obviously we're not. We don't think you're the worst person in the world or anything like that. I, actually, I'd love to talk to you about it and maybe do a pros and cons list with you and let us try to prove to you why we think our you know aspect is a good fit for you, and you can decide if you think that's a good fit for you or if, or if you should just stay for sale by owner. Yeah, and um, it does say like one of the the yard sign and open house seem to be like the biggest way of the um, the Fisbo sell their house. But I think I've gone to open houses with Fisbos being before mm-hmm. and they, where they had an open house and they talk too much. Yeah, that's the thing. They're following you around. They're talking too much. I mean, like disclosing probably more than they should about oh, yeah, the hurting home. their case. They're hurting their case. They're like giving buyers reasons not to buy it. That's true. So while I said earlier, we don't like it when the seller is like sort of cornering us and just over talking, you know, as a buyer's agent, I do sometimes like it when the other party, whether it's a for sale by owner or the listing agent gives too much information, 
you know, because a, we want the information and b, the more we know the kind of the better we can negotiate against you. Yeah. So all your, yeah. So all they were doing was giving ammunition. If, if we were going to make an offer, um, I do find their pain and their, their pressure points and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I find that too with investment properties, not that those are FISBO, but you know, when the renters are there and you're trying to do inspections or you're Mm -hmm. looking at the property, um, they just spill the beans on everything yeah. that's wrong and that the landlord hasn't fixed. I mean, things that's the way kind of that it is. Um, just, you know, we just spill the beans too much. Yeah. We talk a lot just as humans. So, cause it's an uncomfortable situation, but well, how can somebody who's listening or watching the show here get a hold of you? Um, so you can call or email phone number three, one, four, five, eight, three, zero, zero, seven, zero. Or my email is Shannon at living And how can they get a hold of us here at Herman London? What we want is for people to call our office if they want, 314-802-0797. But we really want to hear from you, podcast at hermanlondon.com. And what we want to know is what questions do you have, what topics do you want, what guests do you want us to interview. And we just really like to hear from people. If you're liking the show, if you liked any aspect of it, we'd really appreciate it if you would go on wherever you got it, iTunes or wherever, YouTube, and give us a positive review so that other people can know that it's a great show. Yeah, if it's negative, don't worry about it. it. (laughs) But thank you very much for tuning in. Take care.